Resonant Truth presents Natural Time, Mayan Astrology for a Modern Age. I'm Lisa Starr. I was raised in the faith of the Mayan sacred calendars. These ancient cycles have been resurrected for a modern audience and called Natural Time, in part because our year of uneven month lengths is, by comparison, really unnatural. I am not here to lead any kind of revolt against the Gregorian calendar, but I do want to bring the Mayan alternative to light and want you to know about Mayan astrology, where the passage of time and your birthday within it has deep mystical and magical significance according to indigenous spirituality. I am passionate, I am transparent, and I am emotionally available, if not volatile. And that's because I'm a blue overtone storm. You can find out what you are at Resonant Truth. Today on the Zolking Count is called Red Resonant Earth, and it is the seventh day of the Blue Monkey Wave Spell. It is also the electric moon, and it's day 13. We have a third week in the West starting on Tuesday. We're in this year where every new part of the 13 moon cycle starts on Tuesdays. And I thought I would tell you something I rarely talk about here, but is relevant and would be great for you to pay attention to, especially if you had a calendar. Uh, In Eden Sky's calendar, she's the most prolific and popular calendar maker She has the 13 moon calendar. Uh, She doesn't really talk about chakras anymore. She refers to radial plasmas, which gotta tell you, I had to like jump off the movement on that one. I think radial plasmas are described as the earth chakras, but it is too esoteric or sci-fi for me. Uh, or new age, I mean, whatever, any of these like uh, reductive terms, I'm being reductive, terms are, I just couldn't really grapple with it, wasn't um, soulful enough or real enough for me. So prior to them being called radial plasmas, they were just chakras, and you would use the seven days of the week to see a journey through seven chakras. What was more interesting than anything to me is that Jose Arguelles described them as uh, being in a spiral rather than a line ascending and descending. So typically we think of chakra movement or, you know, they're numbered. So we would go from the first to the second to the third and so on, starting at our root, which is the lowest chakra and ending at our crown, which is the highest. So in seven days, we would go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That would be the concept you might assume. But instead, it's a spiral. And we start at the root chakra, one. But the second day is the crown chakra. And that's seven. But the second day is the highest chakra. The third day is the second chakra so it's basically jumping you could feel like it's ping-ponging like from the lowest to the highest and then second lowest to the second highest and 
third lowest to third highest, and then finally the center. But the way it's illustrated is that you could see like these circles connecting the root chakra to the crown chakra, and then the circle kind of spirals down and catches the second chakra and circles back up to uh, include the third eye or the sixth chakra and then circles down to our solar plexus and up again to our throat and finally circles tightly to the heart chakra in the middle. So that's illustrated in my book. It's illustrated in uh, calendars I used to make. And I don't think it's online. I think that the way it works on my website is that I withhold my graphics because they're they're in a book. And uh, I'm not really interested in having you spend tons of time online. But maybe that will change. Maybe I'll give up and it will all be on there not long from now. The way this works with the seven days is that we always start on now a Tuesday in the root chakra. So Tuesdays for the entire year we're in the red self-existing moon year that started July 26th and will end July 25th, 2023, excuse me, it ends July 24th, 2023. And there's a day between years, uh, the day out of time, but the way it is this year is that we start on a Tuesday and Tuesdays will always be root chakra days and then Wednesdays will always be crown chakra days and Thursdays will be sacral chakra days and Fridays will be third eye chakra days and Saturdays will be the solar plexus and Sundays such as today will be throat chakra days, Mondays, this is pretty much the key, if you can only remember one day, Mondays are heart chakra days, we end in our heart, we're doing all this work to get to our hearts, we spiral towards our hearts, and then we begin again, and root chakra suggests, you know, where we feel safe on earth, in our lower chakras, in closeness, proximity to earth, but also, you know, the most obvious tribal affiliations we have and family affiliations and, and our, um, just kind of how we plug into this planet. So that's rougher to start there than to finish in our hearts. So you can feel that Mondays are your heart chakra day and see how your heart is doing. It's really amazing. I don't do this anymore, I have to be honest, because it changes every year. I have uh, a week um, pull towards staying with the chakras. I also think I'm super out of my body, so I'm not, I'm not interested. But uh, I have a calendar that really fixates on this part of it, and I don't produce it anymore, but it makes me think about how I constantly want to upgrade my calendars from yesteryear to something that you could use forever. You could always use it, meaning it's not dated with Gregorian 
counts so you could just reuse it and uh, it would help me if I did so today today is a throat chakra day and I haven't been on the podcast for almost a week and I apologize that's really blue monkey I mean I can say it's really Lisa star but it's blue monkey in that um, there's less adult seriousness and responsibility in this wave spell and I have been like a petulant kid I still have uh, day labor to do it's been really grueling and I hate it it involves scraping the house at a high uh, height on a ladder and sanding it it's filthy it is unsettling it's been hot and it's super arduous so it's supposed to be here the ending winding down but I saved this I procrastinated prolonged the agony on this one so I have to hit it now and uh, it's it's been really demanding adult work in the midst of a child wave spell where I just want to pitch fits and um, not take it on I resort to a lot of childlike behavior like a M&M's two days in a row um, just kind of like well I'm not doing it if I can't have sugar that forces me to be kind of out of my mind and able to pull this off and blue monkey you know it's a, always a vague one for me maybe part of it being so centered in the child part of our persona means that it's hard to evaluate it with an analytical lens. Uh, I think I'll start with one aspect and try to see what else I can glean. But I have a first cousin once removed. So she's my first cousin and she is one year old. And I went to her birthday yesterday and she is a blue monkey. She's a blue overtone monkey. She was born October 1st, 2021. That was blue overtone monkey day. I have not known my first cousins because they are younger than I am. I was 15 when one of them was born. So like I was a teenager and I was not going to be like hanging with them. But now we're all adults and we can hang and, uh, I mentioned that because Blue Overtone Monkey is guided exactly by me. I'm a Blue Overtone Storm that day is guided by Blue Overtone Storm. She was born and I didn't presume that I was going to sweep in and have a lot of influence, but it's kind of exciting <laughs> to, to know someone. I've never known a Blue Overtone Monkey. Oprah Winfrey is one. Uh, that's the only connection I can offer. And I am just super curious. One thing I'll say is that she smiles all the time. So I think of Blue Monkey as being a pretty happy tribe. Because not being serious means something else. She is... I mean, I wouldn't want a Blue Monkey child. My good friend just had one on Blue Magnetic Monkey. I mean, I would not reject it. But I think it's work. I mean, it's probably super joyful and silly, but I feel like to have a child that was going to grow into being a blue monkey adult and just continue that childlike 
irresponsibility. Again, I'm not trying to say that this is all like a immoral um, lack of um, you know, taking actions and having other people have to f fill in because you won't, you don't have the resolve. It's not that kind of childlikeness. It's pretty guileless. It's probably just kind of disappointing in situations where you want to have expectations that full-scale maturity or a sense of purposefulness um, that kind of relates to people around you's expectations. I think you could throw that out the window with Blue Monkey. It would be very hard to have expectations. You would have to follow their ability to follow their sort of natural interests and inclination and curiosity uh, and your demands on them would probably just sort of push them farther into um, disregard. It's a time of magic. I wanted to just like circle back to the party where it's really cool that her first birthday, which is kind of an epic gathering, was happening on her yellow rhythmic more warrior was the day of her second birthday but it was in the blue monkey wave spell i mean that, that must happen to every human that you're born in one astrology and then the second um birthday when you move out of being a blue overtone monkey for the first time you're still in the blue monkey wave spell so it was blue monkey centered in the blue monkey wave spell at the party for the blue monkey. And I sat and talked to one person, which is my way when I don't know anyone at a party and she ended up being a blue monkey. So, and she ended up being curious about it. That kind of pushes us to the other facet of blue monkey. Again, I'm so sorry. I feel really boring talking about this because I mean, it's like having a child talk about, something in seriousness like they will for a bit a little bit listen to the lecture and then they just want to run away and do what they want to do and that's how my own teaching voice is it's like okay you can use lisa's voice box for a little bit but then she just wants to goof off and talk about things that aren't relevant here at all so just finishing up with blue monkey it's just a magical time because we're seeing the world through the lens of a child. And I don't know how to explain that. We've all been children and we've all watched children, you know, doubtful that you're a child listening to me now. But I really loved the Little Prince. I thought it was just the perfect example, that seminal book of, you know, the archetypal difference between a being a child and an adult is just that you have imagination when you're very young and you lose it when you're very old. Some people lose it maximally. More and more, there's a kind of stunted immaturity or uh, since maybe the psychedelic movement of the 70s, 60s and 70s, people are more apt to continue to have imaginative orientations and beliefs so that's great. I do appreciate so much that that happened to us culturally. And magic is allowed to be conceptually part of our lives. And uh, 
that's part of the magic of Blue Monkey is just, again, you know, just wandering around see, as if you're seeing things for the first time or you bend over and touch your toes and you marvel that you're seeing the world upside down. I mean, a child will probably feel that. And uh, it's a rush. So this magic is a rush. But I haven't really experienced it that way. So I'm just talking philosophically without noticing like yeah it's so magical man it's been totally unmagical and tortured for me in many aspects so far and um that pushes me to one last piece where i'm i'm interested i'm about to start doing some cardio exercise for the first time in two years because I have been working on my house for two years and uh, I am an athlete type and so having that outlet is kind of foundational and keeps me sane and I've just been spinning in a different way for quite some time and I am intending to, to try out resurrecting that part of myself. I feel like doing it in the blue monkey way spell is really wishful childish behavior. That's how I feel. Like, yeah, I'm telling you my plan, but I might, you know, get lost on my way to the the class and that that feels really blue monkey. Like I can't make a responsible adult decision. I'm going to be making choices from almost a self-deceptive place. And that's kind of how I evaluate Blue Monkey being, one of the words is illusion. So you could say, oh, everything is illusory in Blue Monkey, that um, it's tricks, the trickster, the coyote-esque trickster of Blue Monkey, where I always say, now you see it, now you don't. That's Blue Monkey to me, really fittingly. It's an apparition or it's a beautiful invention, like a play that is put on is so blue monkey. The woman I met at the party who's a blue monkey is an actress. I'm just like, yeah, of course you are because you're masterful at creating an illusion that is wonderful, inspiring to people. Like it's not always like uh, the actual coyote cartoon illusion where everything for that poor animal was always what he thought it was and then it would be an inversion you know he thought it was his way to catch something and it would be his way to self-destruct and so that kind of trick prank is really hard on us it wears us down we want the resolution we want the reward the magic we want uh, and the illusions to it lean us into you know gathering more strength but I think the shadow side of Blue Monkey is that you can't rely on what you see and a child's imagination isn't realistic. So here we are in the child time and it might not reflect reality. It feels really good, but you know, similar to the, the drugs that make us high, you know, if I go back to the 60s breakthrough, that so much was discovered, but it also didn't jibe with reality and it reality being the culture the way it is or human bodies the way they are and their limitations and that schism you know also created a lot of ongoing um what would you call it like trauma perception 
that we open up our minds, expand our concepts to include things that are really, as they say, far out. But then you have to squeeze yourself back into the life you're living, uh, sober or, you know, unassisted by super dreaming, hyper dreaming. And it, it can be crushing and hard to accept. Okay, I think that that's like blue monkey all over the place. Again, I was at a party for a child and I was surrounded by attendees who were children and it's just so fun to watch them invent ways to pass time with their little bodies and some, you know, toddler bodies are so uncoordinated in certain ways and it's also extremely charming and it's hard to talk about. It's hard to talk about the blue monkey tribe and the blue monkey time because it is so much about pure inventive being. Also, sorry, but it's kind of hard to talk about the electric tone of this electric moon that we're in, although I want to point it out so that you figure out the clues to how you can best be of service. You're awake to them. The question for the month it's a 28-day month. The moon is, how can I best be of service in this year, this year that began July 26? And we're going to get definitive answers that are pointing us in a direction and a calling that just magnifies the year's purpose. Think of it this way. This year is called Red Self-Existing Moon. That was the, the day, July 26th, that began the year on the Zolkin, and that's how our years are always named and oriented. So it's the fourth year of 13. It's a white wizard 13-year wave spell. Started on white magnetic wizard year, then we had blue lunar storm, famous year when Trump was defeated in the election, and then we had yellow electric seed and then this year is uh, the fourth red self-existing moon. Next year will be white overtone wizard and so on. So when we started the year for the first moon, we asked what is our purpose and we got answers. But just know that our purpose for this year or the gestalt of the year is red self-existing moon. It's the purification through water ritual and f f kind of fleshing or flooding our own bodies, beings, our emotional channels with this like rinsing agent of water. So it's all about purification and flow. That's Red Moon. And at the same time, we're asking about the form of service we should be adopting or it should be evolving for us in this 13-year wave spell. So that's like the over-lying piece. This whole year is about the form of purification our lives need, our world needs. And yet, uh, we're distilling that through the 13 moons and the 13 tones they hold. So we asked, what was our purpose? for this first 
moon back when the year began. And then we found out there's a challenge that we had to identify. And it was just challenging for 28 days. And now we turn toward something that has less of a dynamic of pure challenge and um, underlining, underscoring, illustrating that there is hardship that we're grappling with in this year. For this year's purpose, we have to grapple with obstacles and um, parts of our self, our psyche, that need to be illuminated or evolve. But when we get to the electric tone, the electric moon, we have 28 days to get help from above or outside the force that we consider a power greater than ourselves. Uh, so easy to just call that God and not have to uh, avert that word and you know use something more I don't know, encompassing like the universe. So for me, I'm comfortable saying God. There have been gods throughout all of human time, and they aren't the capital G Christian God. So God here is the sun God and the giver of life and the taker of life. And that uh, God is involved in the electric tone really profoundly because it gives its power to us through us and then we have electricity the electric tone electrifies us because we're infused with the uh, power of something much larger than ourselves and having that enter us or course through us allows us to give that to others when i was training to be a psychic a clairvoyant we had many, many exercises of so-called running our energy. And it is the same sort of thing as balancing your chakras where you connect yourself to the planet through your root chakra, base of your spine, and you let yourself be flooded with light, heat, vibration, clearly an energy pulse through your crown chakra. Everything comes from above through your body and then rushes uh, into the planet and that's a way to heal the planet being a conduit between heaven and earth in theory if we all on the planet did that we would be in a better place and so would the way we occupy the earth but this is like just a easy example of how the electric tone operates just letting yourself be filled with something that makes you uh, energized and overflowing, overspilling, and interested in giving away what you're getting. So we discover that we can be here to help. And that's really so, so important to distinguish this path from some others where we don't uh, remember to include helping others as an, a natural part of the agency of being connected to divinity. You know, there's a lot, I'm not just trying to be a bitch, but there's a lot of how can I get spiritual so I can get my needs met? And the worst thing to me is that, you know, people can be like, that's so biblical. Um, 
the new age is a better way. We reject the Bible and all of its sexist um, claims of morality that are aren't true. It's punishing. Maybe so. I don't sit around reading the Bible. Maybe so. But I just feel like a loose in uh, way of describing the movement that evolved after it that we call New Age-ish is, doesn't ever say, you know, I want to help people. It says, I want to get dialed in to divinity so that I have abundance. And it makes my skin crawl to recognize, especially because the New Age teachings aren't as trendy anymore since the internet came along it feels like there's just been less need to grab those books we have information everywhere and so on but for a while it was just like yes this is the thing you know you can find all these ways to be relaxed and happy but also be provided for and it didn't sound to me clear that there was a way then we would find out how to provide for others in fact you're codependent if your concern is providing for others you know you need a book on learning how to stop giving and i'm look all of it's true also but here we are basically learning how to give this moon is about understanding what our gifts are currently what we have to offer how can I best be of service? It changes every time we're in the electric tone. It it reflects where we are in some kind of psychic evolution. It reflects the outlying um, Mayan descriptors, such as it's a red self-existing moon year, or currently it's the blue monkey way spell. We can best be of service by, hey, you know, being around kids, being a kid celebrating kids or magic you know that's how we could best be of service too all right well this is a podcast that was a little bit uh, rambling and different and i hope that you enjoyed it and i'll be back as soon as possible i'm lisa star i am another yourself and in my end we say in that cash <laughs>